0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I want to begin today with a very short summary of what was said when we were last together. Because first, we need the reminder before we press on, and second, I have a clarification I want to make. You remember our scripture. It was the New Testament book of 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read Second Peter 3 beginning at verse 7. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Peter is writing to the early Christians about the last days. That is, he is outlining for them and for us future events. And these events are still future for you and I. We are, of course, a lot closer to the last days than Peter and his original readers were, but we are not quite there yet. The focus of Peter's writing on future events is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth as judge, For unrepentant sinners, Christ is our loving Lord and Savior, and He is also God's judge who will bring swift judgment, punishment for the ungodly. In His first coming, He died for the sins of all who believe in Him. In His second coming, He will condemn to eternal hell all who did not believe in Him. In this context, and I encourage you to read this chapter on your own time, in this context we notice that the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire. So this present universe in which we live will be destroyed by God by fire. Men and women will not destroy this earth. God will. I hope you caught the words reserved for. Kept for. Try as we might, we cannot bring final destruction. The climate change warriors need to know this. Then listen to verses 10 and 12 of 2 Peter 3. The heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Verse 12. The heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. There is the truth of what happens to this earth. And here is where I want to make a clarification. When I use the word destroy to describe what happens to the earth, that is not really the most accurate word. The act of God here is not really a destruction— and it is not an annihilation, but it is a purification. Remember the global flood that we read about in Genesis chapter 6 and following? That global flood did not annihilate this earth. We live on this same earth. Likewise, this catastrophic fire will not eliminate this earth. Rather, Christ's judgment will completely change and purify. Make new this earth. This will be a cleansing, a renewal. And this is all necessary because of the effects of sin on the earth, on the whole universe. We recently read in Genesis chapter 3 about sin entering this world and the immediate death and destruction that resulted from sin. Well, evil does not only affect people. It also causes decay over the whole universe. Just a couple of scriptures here. In Genesis 3 verses 17 through 19, God cursed man for his sin, and listen to what the Lord says about the ground. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. God cursed the actual ground of this earth. So that ground must be burned up along with the death and decay now preserved in fossils. From the flood in the earth's crust. More on this in a moment, but also consider Romans chapter 8, verses 20 through 22. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will also be set free from its slavery to corruption, and to the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. We read there about the effect of sin and God's curse as meaning the whole creation groans. And the creation is groaning. God's creation itself is eagerly waiting for and expecting this cleansing fire of 2 Peter chapter 3. To further solidify this teaching in your mind, I want to quote from the study notes in a Bible Dr. Henry Morris published. His study Bible is a real treasure. Dr. Morris, for those who do not know, was a faithful disciple of the Lord Jesus He had a Ph.D. in hydraulic engineering, and he held the department chair of civil engineering at Virginia Tech. Firmly committed to the infallibility and divine inspiration of the Bible, Dr. Morris wrote in-depth and at-length about God's creation. He was a stalwart, defender of our faith. One of his outstanding books, written in collaboration with another man of God, Dr. John Whitcomb, is The Genesis Flood. Henry Morris died in 2006, but not before leaving us with his study notes on all of the Scripture. Let me quote from those now, beginning with 2 Peter 3 and verse 10. To remind you, this verse says, the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Dr. Morris comments, Possibly this will be a global atomic fission reaction. Or else simply a vast explosive disintegration involving transformation of the chemical energy of the elements into heat, light, and sound energy. What remains after the global fiery disintegration will be other forms of energy so that the solid earth will seem to have fled away, although God's principle of conservation still holds. End quote. Then he comments on verse 12, so let me remind you what 2 Peter 3.12 says, The heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. Dr. Morris again. The heavens here probably refer to the atmospheric heavens, whose elements, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, etc., must also be dissolved, literally unloosed, since they are also under the bondage of corruption, Romans 8 and must be cleansed and renewed, just as the elements of the earth. It is even possible that the purging will dissolve and cleanse the starry heavens also, since these were once the domain of the angels that sinned, 2 Peter 2.4, and since the whole creation is now in bondage to the law of decay. This will not be annihilation, however, for God does not uncreate what he has created. He then quotes Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14, Everything God does will remain forever. Okay, my prayer is that these insights from Henry Morris on the word of God in Second Peter will be of help to us in understanding what Peter meant by what he said. And let me remind you that the reason we are here at 2 Peter is to grasp this so that we can share this with our friends and family who promote the alarmism in environmentalism. The reason that those of us who take the Bible seriously are not panicked and not the least bit worried about the future of the earth is because we know that human beings are not powerful enough to bring the long-predicted and anticipated destruction. Yes, we are certainly sinful enough to misuse and to abuse the earth's resources, but to suggest that we are going to run this earth straight into ruin, this is an unbiblical position. So, at the start of our response, building out this biblical worldview, setting the biblical foundation, we affirm that we are at peace with what the future holds for earth. God created it, God sustains it, and God will purify it. Here's a good place to remind you of this key verse. It is Genesis 8 verse 22. I will share this now and repeat it along the way. At this point in Genesis 8, the flood has subsided and Noah comes out of the ark, builds an altar to the Lord and sacrifices burnt offerings. The Lord receives these offerings and then God speaks. Verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Very important verse, and note especially cold and heat. In earth's history there have been seasons of rapid decline in temperatures, cold, and seasons of a rapid increase in temperatures, heat, but here is still this earth. Why? Why? Because God says the earth remains. So our hope for the future of the planet rests soundly in him. Do we have a responsibility towards this earth, given what we have learned today? The answer is yes. Hear it next time, because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think mark at godisministry.org That's mark at godisministry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.